Hey everybody, this is Jeff. Uh, we're about two weeks out from our first live event, Working With Death, which is part of Reimagine End of Life. The show is going to be on April 18th at Café du Nord at 7pm. We've got a great lineup of storytellers, uh, all of whom either spent or are still spending their, uh, their working careers in and around death. And uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a, a really lively uh, night of storytelling and, and that everyone will kind of come away uh, having learned something. So uh, if you go to letsreimagine.org, you can find all the information about the event and you can purchase tickets directly from there. You can also go to our Facebook page and click on events and uh, do the same thing there. Thanks. I think the social justice stuff is more important, honestly. I mean, I love music, you know, um, but and I think there's a place for music within that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that people have mistaken ideas about how the two are related. I think. That was Brian Belknap. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week, this podcast features bartenders, photographers, artists, musicians, business owners, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 24, part two. In part one, Brian talked about his early days in San Francisco, playing music, meeting people, and looking for a place to sleep at night. In this episode, Brian will talk about the next phase of his life here. He played some open mics before helping form his first bands in the city. He'll also talk about the now-defunct Brainwash and Germ from KUSF, and how important independent radio stations are. The song Brian plays in this episode is called Makes Me Think of You. It's by one of his bands, Turpentine. Also, Brian will be having a record release party with Sally Ford and Mike Kirkendall on May 11th at Brick and Mortar. Here's Brian. So I'll, I'll play some of my... I'm thinking, gosh, you know, the more I think about it, the more things you remember. Um, I think the next phase I met Sue Sandlin. You know, we started playing, you know, I put a, a sign up looking for someone that played bass and guitar. You know, I wanted to kind of do a duo thing. You know, I've been playing with uh, with uh, with Kurt and his wife, um, Kate Mara. Great, great songwriting team. They do the neighborly, neighborly Deeds thing to this day. Just wonderful songwriters. Um, They're part of that whole, we spent a lot of time. You know, in their kitchen. All mm -hmm. of us. I remember Thanksgiving with Barb, whatever. It's a, you know, I have really fond memories. And they were very, very welcoming to me. You know, when I first got out here, didn't know hardly anybody else. They'd had me over for Christmas. You know, um, but I'm remembering that some of the first places I played, you know, Max Butler, who was also part of that crowd, hosted an open mic on the Upstairs Paradise. Hmm. You know, we started going up there, and um, that was right across from Slim's there on the corner, whatever that is. Is that 11? Folsom at 11, 11th, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, you go down there these days, and things have changed, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know a lot of good stuff happening still. You know, the, D the DNA is still actually running. That's, mm -hmm. I've heard some recently that that's the longest operating club. And, man, there were some amazing people that came through there. I remember seeing great shows like Stephen Yerke. God, you know, people don't remember him too, but a tremendous, tremendous songwriter. We used to, we used to, you know, the thing is, we kept those fuckers out of here for a long time. Yeah. You know, I mean. Kept I the Nazis remember, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah and we now had, it's. We, had, we put, put up picket lines. I mean, Screwdriver tried to play one of the clubs down there and we shut the fucking thing down. Yeah. And they claimed, oh, you know, we, it's like, yeah, bullshit. If we hadn't been out here with our fucking signs, mm -hmm. 
You know, you'd let those fuckers play and spread their goddamn nasty garbage. But there really was a sense of that. There was that kind of a sense of community. Mm -hmm. It's not an anything goes kind of a thing. Right. You know, I mean, if you're going to come to San Francisco and play music, you know, you're not going to come in and fuck up our scene with your goddamn. Not that everybody's perfect. Right. You know, but. There's a line. There's a line, and it's just like you know. There's you know that this you 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 are clearly not just like playing at the edge of something here, which we can have a discussion about. You are actually trying to agitate fucking. We have you know. There's a saying you know when you when it's genocide you preach you can't hide behind free speech. You know, <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah. You know, and we don't expect the cops to do it. You know, because you know cops and clan go hand in hand. You know? Yeah. So this wasn't happening uh, back then at the DNA lounge. No, 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 not the <laughs> DNA. No, not back. To, not good, the DNA. Good, good. No, but there are other places along that stretch where you saw some of that. But, um, but anyway, how did I get off on that? What are we talking about? Uh, Paradise upstairs. At oh, upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Paradise. That was that was a that was a really it was an interesting room, you know, um, because you had the upstairs and then you had a down. You had two stairs downstage. Uh, two stages downstairs, one immediately below, right, and then you had the big stage, and you know they would try to like space things out. But if you were playing like a little acoustic set in the upstairs paradise, upstairs paradise, it was kind of like the rhythm section of the, <laughs> the downstairs <laughs> band was in your band too. Yeah, you're like, we hope we're on the same time signature at least. Yeah, like. and, but uh, God, I just had this memory of. Of Patrick Winningham and 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 you know playing a little setup there, you know sitting in I think on accordion with uh, with Max and Patrick, you know and you know Patrick and and Lori, Arthur you know were in a, this great band called the Sextants that it was another one of those bands that you thought would go somewhere but all such just wonderful wonderfully generous people to this day you know Max plays with uh, I think still playing with Red Meat I haven't seen him in a minute. Mm -hmm. A wonderful, wonderful guitar player, and still, I mean, I'm at, and you know, Lori and 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 her husband Greg have a band. Um, they've been, they've been, they have a great little gospel band. Anyway, um, but we had the, we had a band called uh, Turpentine back then. Mm -hmm. Me, Sue, and then Keith actually joined us on bass, and you know, I put a sign up at uh, Muddy Waters on 21st Street because there's mm -hmm. no. This is this is how you found your bandmates back in. I maybe people still do, but I think it was mostly on. You know, but there's just the cafes something that was, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something that seems to me to be more organic and more human about it. Yeah, where you know you had to tear off a little tab mm -hmm. and you know all the rest of that stuff. And she uh, she came by and didn't really know how to play bass. <laughs> 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 Nevertheless, though we, we you know um, she and and she was a great rhythm guitar player. Played with the, with the Stairwell Sisters. They went on with you know uh, with. Um, you know Lisa and Stephanie and God. You know to, they played the they played a, a Prairie Home Companion. Mm -hmm. You know um, just great harmonies and you know there weren't a lot of all female bands doing bluegrass music back right. in those days. So another great spot was you know um, this is now closed. Sadly, I just heard and I'm surprised. You know, has the brainwash actually closed? Yeah. When? Uh, a couple months ago, I want to say. God it's been it. since 2018. They. I was there in November. I mean, you know, I yeah. was there in like October. Yeah. Having a, whatever. You know, oh, and I'm. I, I don't know if anyone's done it yet. I'm waiting for someone to like. Uh, I mean, everyone who played there in the open mics, but especially like all the comedians I mean, and 
uh, musicians damn, who've gone on and got their start. I at know. Brainwash. I mean, it's a yeah. long list. Yeah. I was, you know, one of the other people I just want to mention is this this, this buddy of mine, um, David Bryan, who's you know now an English professor, dear dear friend, and you know, one of the best shows we probably ever played was at that. Uh, at the Brainwash. Hmm. And, you know, amplifying acoustic music is a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And we had a gig there, and, like, the power went out. Mm. It was one of these things where, and and I had, like, I'm si I believe it or not, I simplified things a lot, but I had, like, a, a separate cable run for everything. And, huh. and uh, you know, we played this, we played the set there, and, and uh, you know, I was just like, fuck it, we're just pulling all the wires out. And I, you know, I think it really was one of the best shows we ever played. And I learned something up about performing, too, that has been useful to me to this day about how, you know, sometimes if a crowd is really loud and inattentive, you're much better off, or pretty much always, if you can think about it. If you're fighting them, you're kind of screwed. But if you just get more quiet, Instead mm -hmm. of trying to fight it, you draw them in. And then even if you don't, you know, um, at least you're not, you know, in combat somehow, yeah. which is never a good thing. Yeah. You know, you can be a little bit more relaxed in it. And so anyway, uh, but this is one of the songs. I'm pretty sure we played that night. I'm going to guess a, we played it. That it's night. not. A, is this a turpentine this song? Is one of, yeah, this is. Yeah, I okay. recorded this song, too. Right. I think I, re, I recorded this twice, actually. I recorded it. Um, once back then with, you know, I, I have to, I also have to take a minute to just to give it up to the Wally sound. Another place, you know, that just so many, Richard Buckner, Mike Kirkendall, Carlos Forrester, who went on to the, uh, the Four Stars Who Sings in my record. I'm so grateful on the upcoming record. And Mike made, Mike Kirkendall, who now plays with M. Ward, and she and him, and, you know, is coming down to play the record release uh, party at, at um, on May 11th. You know, mm -hmm. he just made a great record with Sally Ford. He's and it just had an amazing band, the old Joe Clarks. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but yeah, that was another place up on Lincoln where you know, like the great you know local steel player David Phillips lived up the street. So he might be. And people just come wandering through sometimes while you're playing. You know, they'd be in the control room talking to Wally while you, while the session was running you know while a great musician in his own right you know and still running you know we just record things kind of have come full circle with this last record because you know we went we went over to wally's over in uh uh in the other side of the bay there um in in uh rockridge he's got a studio up there and just you know still just best set of ears in in, in the in the city hmm. you know um really and having him and mike work together on this record it's just i don't think you could do any better anywhere this is called Makes Me Think. And I re-recorded this up at Mike's, you know, for my last record. Okay. You know? And, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I listen, I've, listened in, I've listened to both, and they both have their charms. <laughs> you know, the other thing that Wally taught me, I have to say this, I think, is that I remember there was a point um, where, you know, there's like a triangle, not in this song, but in another song, one of the early tapes. You know, back then we made these little six songs cassettes. That's mm -hmm. what you would do because it's all you could afford. Mm -hmm. You know, you weren't cutting vinyl or anything else, and you know, you were. You'd make, maybe make a CD if you know you got picked up, or you decided to. You know, there's no crowdfunding back then, right? Or anything else. You know, if you could cobble it together, Just somehow. pass the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all we got. Um, 
it's somehow it ended up feeling like it was more crowdfunded that way. Yeah. Well, you'd have it was a real event to get a CD out. Oh yeah. You know, to actually have a CD, it was a really really big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say there's not a big deal for me to make this last record too, but but it was different. It really was different. You know, um, and it's I'm glad there's a lot more music that gets out there, and I think that that's great. You know, it's a lot easier to do it. But, you know, there's something really, really special about getting a CD out. And people like Wally, without people like him, you know, it never would have happened. Yeah. Really. I mean, for people that weren't signed, that were doing something that was independent, mm-hmm. you know, without places like that, yeah, there's just no way. And he was just so, so generous with his time and his talent. I'm, I'll always be grateful to him for that. Awesome. You know, that was my first real experience in a, you know, aside from, the, you know, I think I told you about, anyway. There's another guy who had a studio, you know, where the ballpark is, which, mm-hmm. which was another, that's a whole nother. But, you know, that first tape that I made at that place was with, with Kate and Kurt and Bob Espino playing mandolin. And, you know, that was another, you know, Kurt is a re- remarkable, really remarkable musician. Plays with the Tender Mercies to this day with Dan Vickery and, 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 uh, and um, Patrick Whittingham. And me. I think they're actually putting another record out soon, you know, I hope. You know, I had the good fortune to play show two with them. Um, but this, uh, here's, here's this song. Okay. <laughs> Chicago song that I wrote here, but you know, kind of harkening the back. city, not the band. 
Oh yeah, that's right. The city doesn't dance. Anyhow, but uh, you said the song is. Oh yeah, there's from? some you know regional references back to Chicago, which, right. but you know, like Blind Robins, you were these like little salted fish, uh, you know, that you would get at the bar in this yeah. little bag that had a robin hmm. on its back with an X over its eye. Wow, Blind <laughs> they're Robin. Basically, yeah, and wow. you know they're basically one of these snacks that they served in bars. In bars they, in Chicago. Yeah, where, Good to, to, know. to make you really. Drink beer. Yeah, make you thirsty. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yes, we did. I did back then. Not so much anymore. Um, another person I really want to kind of give it up to is um, Germ from KUSF. I don't know if he'd be he'd be someone. I got to tell you, if you want to talk to somebody that really knows like the musical history of the city in a way from back then, especially that probably nobody else does, you got to talk to Germ. I mean, before it got. You know, I mean, they try to re- keep it going, but you know, but when it was over there, and they've done great stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, um, it's not only one of those sad stories of like it was kind of a rite of passage to be on the show, mm. you know. And I remember I went over there with uh, Denise from the Sunshine Club. Um, she introduced me, and you know, there were a number of different ways, but she was just kind of there, you know. She was a, she was an advocate of our band. And played in the old Joe Clarks for a while with Mike, and you know has a has a radio show of her own now. Um, that you know is just uh, great, you know, great great songwriter. Really one of the along with Richard Buckner and Mike, I'd, I'd say from that period of time, one of the best songwriters around for my money anyway. Um, cool. Yeah, but Germ, like, we're so excited. We found oh, God, we got on Germ's show, and 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 he was one of those people you'd, you'd hand him a tape, and he'd just, I mean, like. like Anybody that came out of San Francisco pretty much in that period of time, he, the, the odds are that that's where you would have heard their music first if you didn't hear it in a club. Nice. You know, and another one of these people that was just really dedicated to the scene, just so, so generous both with his time and in his spirit and just made you feel like so much at home, understood what, it, what, what the importance of the music underground and the importance of cultivating it and, and just was so important in maintaining it. And, and, the, and the, you know, and it's irreverent, you know, but, but in, the, in the best way, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think the folks over at Calyx, you know, keep that alive today, mm-hmm. you know, but there really is, I can't think of anything that has the reach because right. there are all kinds of great people, Radio Valencia, where Denise has her show, where I, Song I actu- Bone is her I show. actually was on Radio Valencia last night. Oh, really? Yeah, with another storyteller who does oh. a show there. Yeah. Oh, great. It was a lot of fun. Great, yeah. But, you know, there's all kinds of people doing wonderful things with the internet. and But but that but KUSF actually had it. I used to tune it in all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, who's doing what, who's on, you know? I mean, yeah. what are the cool shows that are coming up? Mm-hmm. You know, what have I... You know, whose mailing list am I not on <laughs> so I don't have the little postcard that I talked about before to hang up in the refrigerator? Right. You know, and you would just hear like just great local stuff, you know, stuff that you just, I never would have heard anywhere else. You really had your ears open in a way that, you know, it's just, it was, there was, and, and you would hear like, a, I don't know, you'd hear maybe a uh, old 97 record next to a Minuteman record next to, you know, um, I don't know, uh, next to an Irish Overkill record or whatever, you know, next to, you know, Hank Williams. I know it was, it yeah, was, it was so a different kind of hopping genres kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, I saw him. I was playing on the street, and he came by, and I, I thanked him as best I could. But I don't know, you know, I don't know exactly what he's up to. He tried. He stayed with KUSF for a while. I mm-hmm. know um, when it went underground mm-hmm. and stuff. But I don't, I don't. You know, I'm gonna try to reach out to him actually for the show. And that's one of the nice things about playing on the street too is that you do manage to connect with you know the you know kind of the people that um, were the keepers of the flame for such a long time. You know, people that really deserve to be remembered, you know. All music in this episode is by Brian Belknap. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Please remember to follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the episodes and Michelle's photos of storytellers are up on our website, storiedsf.com. Other ways to listen include Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. You can reach us by email at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for listening. Check back Tuesday for one more song and a few more stories from Brian Belknap.